For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Well, 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 it is I, the Lyrical Miracle, the sexual, intellectual, the cunning linguist, and the quintessential Joel, my schlong is like a baby's arm, like a baby up in your mama's womb, and she loves it when we're listening to In the Room. Keep listening and have yourself an eargasm. about that. Lots of tech issues behind the scenes that kept dropping me out then then uh then my microphone wasn't working but I, I think we got it going now and I am so excited to be joining all you guys on the air once again. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. VOCNation.com and all your favorite podcast platforms as well. Brady Hicks here and we have a full crew for the first time, and my God, it's been forever. Just about every, the only one who's not here is Derek, and I, I just got my fingers crossed for later. Uh, first of all, the one, the lovely, the one and only, the uh, the inspirational Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady, how you doing? Glad to hear we got a full crew. I'm doing good. <laughs> What's that? I'm glad we're all here tonight. 
Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be let's have a party, right? Uh, <laughs> the uh, the incomparable Stro Maestro, what's going on, sir? How you doing? Uh, uh, thank you for those who are listening. Thank you for watching us. Uh, or via YouTube, I'm floating around the planet as we speak. If you're watching YouTube, and uh, my dog yes. De- Ebony is jamming, jamming out to the Guns N' Roses song, Brady, man. She digs it, man. Wow. What's not to jam out to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, making his return, it, it's been quite a while, uh, but we have Maniac Matt Grimm back on the line with us once again. What's going on, Matt? How you doing, sir? Well, I'm good. They let me out of prison, so uh, I'm good. Everything's great now. How do you behave? And I'm very excited. And of course, we also have uh, Ray Bogus once again. He, he's been, I guess, kind of on and off the last couple of weeks. Uh, not unlike me, uh, we've definitely been short staffed for the month of June. But it's great to have uh, Ray here as well. What's going on, Ray? What's uh, so what's his, the word out so in Arizona, pet? which is the, the home of my new employer, by the way? Well, I'm not in Arizona. I'm still in the remote studio. Um, but, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm still in the I'm still in the remote studio. Um, from what I understand, Arizona is currently melting, which is fine. Uh, that's a great okay. that's a great opportunity for them to just you know experience something new. Uh, my question is: Has Kathy's gubernatorial campaign? Uh, really ramped up that. Uh, I don't know, Kathy. What do you, what do you think, Matt? You you've been away for a while. You didn't hear, but Kathy is um, becoming very involved in New Jersey politics. She's uh, she's campaigning for governor, and, and she no, has I'm not. Support, I, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> oh, Kathy, God. tell us a little bit about your platform. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding, Matt. She's a state senator, actually. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Trust me, I wouldn't go against Steve Stanfield. She's a state matter. senator, not a real one. Uh, uh, anyway, so <laughs> I'm only kidding. 914-338-1885 is the, uh, the number to get in touch with us here tonight. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited. I, I think we're going to have a good time. Uh, we also have a very special guest, and it's been a while since we've had one, uh, especially one as uh, as beautiful as this, Kathy. Uh, Adina Steele, independent wrestler, is going to be joining us, and I couldn't be more excited. She's going to be part of the ECWA Women's Super 8 Tournament, July, in Paulsboro, New Jersey. I believe that's July 31st. It's an afternoon show. And you'll be able to check it out on IWTV. But the card looks absolutely stacked, Kathy, and I can't wait to uh, sit down with Adina Steele tonight. It does, it does. And, and I keep seeing new matches announced all the time. It's going to be headlined by Joey Ace, uh, Colossal Mike Law. Both challenging Mishua Ulala for the heavyweight championship. They uh, they tied in a beat the clock challenge. Uh, plus lots more, of course, the, the women's matches and and all that jazz. So yeah, so Adina Steele will be on uh, very shortly, actually, because we were having the tech issues, so couldn't get right on the air. Uh, WWE, eh? I mean, to me, it's, it's been uninspired. I I, I haven't really. Uh, 
I wish I could say, like, hey, like, I can point to this, and this is really exciting. Um, I will say I'm glad Samoa Joe's back in the fold. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Um, and I think NXT is a perfect fit for him. So if I'm going to say something positive, I think it's that. Um, I do have a feeling that Triple H is going to be the guy calling the shots in that company someday. And to me, that probably makes the most sense. Just my thought on that. Um, yeah, so yeah, Brady, I, I, I don't know. I, I know I missed okay. some of the firings from NXT. Was Roderick Strong and Marie, um, his wife let go? No, no, no he's still there. In now, fact, they're, NXT. they're part of a new group, yeah. Okay, you know who okay. was let go, though? You know who was let go, though, and we haven't talked about it, uh, but um, uh, August Gray, who we know as Anthony Green, was unfortunately let yeah. go. Um, and that's part of the cost, the cost cutting. I, I did reach out to him, and, uh, I mean, he didn't seem particularly bummed, so I'm guessing it's something that he saw coming, and uh, maybe he even got some uh, some indication that when things get better, he'll be brought back. I, I, I wonder, Matt, is this going to become like a thing with, like, regular kind of, uh, what would you call it? Um, I forget what they call it. We're like, they're letting you go, but not really. They're basically just not paying you. Um, Where you uh, No. It, this happened to me yeah, I don't know years ago. It's uh, furloughed. Furloughed. That what you're thinking of? Furloughed. Furloughed. Yeah. Yes, I could. The word was escaping me. Furloughed. I guess it, it it's seems going to be becoming a thing. If we, yes, it does seem like it's becoming a thing. But I guess. I'm look. I think the thing that's on my mind is the same thing that's on everybody's mind, and that's the question of whether or not Vince is getting ready to sell the company. So he's cutting, he's cutting people to make the company look as profitable as possible um, in preparation for selling it. Uh, I guess we will see. I, I mean, it seems like there's always like a yearly spate of firings, but I guess. It, uh, they just seem to be piling on so quickly right now. It feels like something else might be up. Yeah, and it's weird because they're all people that, like, not all, but, like, a lot of them are people that you wonder, like, why would they let them go? Like, there are some wrestlers in the company that you just think, why are they there when others were let go? And we, we've talked about these ad nauseum since April. Uh, in particular, we had Ray run down the entire rock and we, we gave evaluations for everybody. Uh, but it just it just seems really weird to me that, like, for example, the Iconics are running around without a job right now. Tyler Breeze and Tim. I don't know. Like, it's like, yeah, like, there, there's other names who are, like, undeveloped, and, like, there, there's so much that they that they could do and, and they haven't done yet, and it's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, again, I guess it's all just part of a productive company, and we always say, like, you know, their roster's way too big. Something had to give. I just, it surprises me the ones that it did give. I think, I think that's, I think, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, and I, to me, it, it, it's only part of the issue. The, the other issue being that there simply needs to be fewer hours of WWE programming every week in order to make this stuff meaningful, in order to not overexpose yeah. the wrestlers that they are keeping on the roster. So... Well, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see that happening ultimately. Oh, no way. 
because there's because there's uh there's advertisers to answer to and and yeah. TV yep. contracts and all that stuff. In fact, the TV contract thing led to something that I predicted would happen like two years ago, and everybody said I was nuts. Uh, but we saw it play out uh, the week before and the week after Hell in a Cell, uh, which is you've got Fox resentful because they're they're being used as a platform. To promote, to, to promote another company's streaming service for the pay-per-view. So now Fox is resentful of NBC. Now you got USA is resentful because Fox gets a, uh, a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown, so now they want their own. So now WWE, it's bad enough that, they, that they're coming up with their own bad ideas, but now they have to come up with ideas that cater specifically to networks with the hope of not offending the other network in the same time. It, 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 this is turning into a house of cards. This is turning into a house of cards. Who could have seen this coming? I mean, it, it just, it, it, it's People boggles People when I said it. Right. Now, you're talking about... No, no, you're right. Now, Matt, when you, when, you ask, uh, when you ask who could have seen this coming, do you mean outside of literally everyone on this show to a man? Oh, I thought was dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. I mean, you guys are right. It's it's laughable to watch. I don't. The only thing I think this is just that I think they are desperate to trim fat anywhere that they can. Um, and I, I say that mostly because I I know that speculation is is more and more. Well, you know, what is Vince going to sell the company? But to who? I almost wonder if he even I cares as long as he has a buyer. Sell it to the Saudis. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? The whole thing will turn into a circus. That's a, yeah. I, I mean, guess it's, it's already like, a circus. Well, I mean, kind of. But, like, I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, what person or conglomerate, conglomerate of people can you think of that would want any part of that. Because the thing is, if you already have the money... That was for circus, sorry. Yeah, delayed. If you already sorry. have the money, the look mm-hmm. I'm shooting at you right now is just... It's, it's heart attack inducing. Bang, bang. If you, if you already have the money <laughs> to buy it... Then you don't have the time to run it and make it profitable. Yeah. Or what if you? What if, if you don't? What if you're the, Disney? It, yeah. Disney yeah. buys everything else. <laughs> yeah. I. I mean, I. I. I could see the Undertaker marching with Darth Vader in the Christmas parade this year. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen, <laughs> but I could see it. <laughs> you okay. Know? So. I, <laughs> So let me go this way, because that would because Disney would fall under the conglomerate. Monday night Snow White. (laughs) Monday night Snow White. (laughs) That sounds more like something out of the Attitude Era. They'll rebrand the women as princesses. WWE princesses. (laughs) Ooh, almost get behind that. No, I I was going to say that like anybody that has the money would not have the interest in this company. Because it's a very specialized thing to run it, and the people that are specialized in it haven't been doing that great of a job to make it an appealing thing. The only people that would buy it 
are fans of the product, and fans of the product obviously don't have any money. So, I mean, and you're 100% right. No, I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. I think I think you're pretty much in the same vein that I was. Other than that. the other than the Saudi prince. <laughs> I mean, that's such an anomaly, though. Because I mean, all right, look. Well, we've already talked about this. Like, if you already, if you're an individual that already has this kind of money, like you have too many mm-hmm. other things going on to worry about WWE. So you don't want to buy it. And if you're a conglomerate of people, whether you're just a group of people that wants to get together and buy it, or whether you're a corporation like Disney, frankly, what's the upside to this? I don't. I mean, you have absolutely. I don't think they are either. That's why, like, I, like I hear that. I hear that, and I and I get it. Vince's, you know, because he was born in like one A.D. or whatever it was that he first came into the world, and so he really needs to sell. But. Uh, I a year after Jesus, he was born. But like, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see who would want to buy it. So, I I do. I think that they're just. I think that they are just desperate to trim fat, and that kind of goes to um, something I wanted to talk about tonight, which is that apparently Vince is going to start doing scouting trips to NXT. And I have questions about I that. Saw that. Um, that yeah, that people I just, are going to get released. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was one way my brain took it. But yeah. like, I just, I don't know. I I don't see it as a selling. I I really see it as they are just desperate. We, we to can't cut forget Ash, the the new Ash of WWE, Nikki Ash. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about yeah. that too. Well, we're gonna talk for about that almost, for almost, sure. Almost a superhero for sure. Ash. Stand back. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> talk about that for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I. I <laughs> what if Tony Khan bought it? I mean, that guy's got <laughs> money. Can you imagine? He's just like, I got WWE in the palm of my hand. That'd be awful, by the way. It would be terrible. Well, I mean, he would probably let half like two-thirds to three-quarters of the roster go immediately. Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> Although I don't think he would do what Vince did with WCW. I don't think... First of all, I don't think he would take the cheap skate way out. Cheap skate way out. I think he would bring in the high-priced talent if situations were reversed, or, you know, if situations were what yeah. they were 20 years ago. Uh, but by the same token, I, I think he would do everything he could to make WWE competitive. I really do. Because he would look at this like I'm buying, essentially, at worst, a more well-known product than what I have, and that's at worst. Did you hear about Vince uh, going to the Dave Chappelle comedy show? No. Oh boy. There's, there, yeah, there's no, a picture that a joke? At, the, at the event. No, there's a picture of him at the event actually. Okay, did he take a picture with Dave Chappelle? No, no, no. It's like I think it was one of the writers. Oh, okay. That was that was there. That's funny. Okay. Well, he's probably gonna try and uh, recruit Dave Chappelle as a. Uh, <laughs> He's probably going to try and recruit him as a uh, as a writer or as a something, you know. He'll probably do something like that, I would think. Probably. 
All right. Oh. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will continue this discussion, by the way, because uh, I, I think there's a lot that people will get out of it. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, but right now, I don't want to keep her waiting. Uh, we have one of the top independent women's wrestlers today, and somebody who I think has really been gaining a lot of steam on the independent scene, and she's going to be part of the Super 8 tournament July uh, in Paulsboro, New Jersey, the ECWA, of course, at the uh, world-famous Monster Factory. We have Adina Steele on the line. Sorry about that uh, kind of hiccup in the beginning there, but the tech has been so weird tonight. How you doing, Adina? I'm doing great. What's going on with you? Uh, well, you know, we're just hanging hey, yeah. out. We're just, <laughs> we're just, we're just talking uh, all this nonsense that is wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I look at your career, and I, like I said, I, I feel like you're a name that's kind of, like, been coming up a lot lately. Uh, what, what do you think about all this momentum you've had lately in, in terms of what you've been doing? It's certainly it's exciting, but also very kind of out of nowhere because I think with COVID, you know, so much was shut down. And there was, there was occasional shows and a lot of tapings with no fans. And then all of a sudden there's so much happening and so many promotions starting back up, new promotions, old promotions. And it, it's, like I said, very exciting and humbling to be reached out to by so many people involved in so many different things. But I'm still getting used to being, like, 24-7 on the go again after <laughs> the time that I was used to. Yeah. But I'm here for it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that, and obviously this last year was just absolutely wild with everything going on with COVID and, and things shutting down and just not being able to go about life as we kind of knew it. Did that kind of make you appreciate everything a little bit more? Oh, my God, 100%. Like, even now, I find myself, like, I'm doing anything at all that I could possibly do. Like, even okay. if it's just people invite me somewhere I never would have gone, I go. It, it really put a new um, perspective in my head about life. Like, I, something so simple as just every day your basic routine could be taken away overnight. And I never thought that was possible, but it makes me appreciate, you know, even the days that I'm super busy and it could be, a little overwhelming to think about. I'm like, you know what? This is what I wanted. I, I, yeah. I'm not a not a homebody. I'm not someone who just wants to sit around and watch Netflix. I don't like that. I like I like to be physically doing things, whether it's the gym or going somewhere. Like I don't like to just sit. Like I get like I just it's not fun to me. And I a lot of that <laughs> with COVID, it really drained me of motivation and um, a lot of things. So having things opening back up, I feel like sure, I just want sure. to take all the opportunities I can right now. Well, and that's uh, certainly you have been keeping busy. I mean, for those who aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, as far as uh, the last couple of years kind of wrestling, uh, for those who don't know. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I started training to wrestle maybe like three years ago or so, and okay. it's been about two and a half years since I had my first match, and it's, it's been like a whirlwind. It's the same thing. You know, I started wrestling in um, the first couple matches for a while. I was just at my training center, and then eventually, you know, once you graduate, you're able, you know, that's when it's like you have the blessing to go out and take outside bookings, and once I started doing that, things really took off, I think, faster than I um, ever anticipated. And I, like, I always had that mindset. I'm like, I'm just going to take every opportunity I can and just make the most of it. And okay. it was a lot of learning, especially, you know, 
Uh oh. I'm not hearing her. Can you hear me still? I can hear can you. you freeze? Maybe. Um, I've had a lot of really, really cool experiences. It, it, it seems like surreal sometimes, but I love it. I really do, and I think it's just, I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I, I have fun. I try to make, you know, connections with the fans and do the most I can to make sure they have a great time, too, because I think at the end of the day, whether you're, like, you know, a wrestler or a fan, it, it's an escape, and... I just want to encompass that, like, fully to help as many people as I can just deal with that. We all have our own stuff to deal with in life. And I feel like it's it's such a great way to just get out of your own head and your own crap going out of your life and just, you know, enjoy the moment. Now, um, were, were you a fan kind of before you got started? Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. I grew up watching wrestling. And, you know, my dad always had, you know, we always watched WCW. I was a WCW girl growing up. Oh, right. You know, we actually have Maestro yeah. with us here, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I just, that's what my dad had on. Awesome. My, mom, my mom worked nights. That's what I, that's what I did. Okay. And uh, I was always a fan. And I got out of it a little bit when I was, like, in my early teens. And then probably around 17, 18, I got back into watching it again. Okay, okay. Then, you know, years later... I ended up just at a, you know, cry out at a training center. And it was one of those things. The stars just, like, aligned that yeah. way. Yeah. What happens here? Yeah, and that's cool, though. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's cool. So you're you're, uh, you're from Scranton, right? I mean, so what has, like, that small town experience been like as far as, like, versus, like, kind of competing in, like, bigger areas, more populous places? You mean like what is it like with wrestling in a smaller? Yeah, place? exactly. Yeah, um, it's it's unique because you know essentially if I'm doing something more locally, mm-hmm. everybody like, it's different when you have like all the fans and there's not a lot of people like are familiar with you or supportive of you because you know you're like the hometown person. But you know going out of the area, you have to like work a little harder to connect with the fans and not just gonna automatically like you because you are who you are from the mm-hmm. same area. But it's really cool just to see, like, the support of people. Like, you know, in general, I never would have expected. And um, and it's fun, too, going, you know, out of the area being like, this is this is my life. This is really cool. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, obviously, as we shift toward the Super 8 tournament this July in Paulsboro, uh, now, it's uh, it's kind of, and I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, but, like, Especially in terms of the women, uh, there's been a lot of like success to come out of that tournament. Names like Diana Perrazzo and and Tessa Blanchard and Quinn McKay and others as well. Uh, have you given thought to and and the men as well? My God, there's been so many men that have made a name at Super Eight. Have you given thought to like how prestigious this tournament is as you kind of head into it? Yeah. Um... It's definitely, it, it took a while to, like, sink in, but after a while, especially once, I, didn't, I don't know, I didn't really tell many people I was doing it for a while, and then once I started sharing things and talking mm-hmm. about things, well, like, even going to solos, people were like, oh, my God, congratulations, you're in the Super 8, and, you know, people messaging me, and I'm like, I kind of really sunk in, like, holy shit, this is, like, the biggest opportunity, you know, that I've had in my entire wrestling career. Okay, and, okay. Instead of using it to be anxious, which is like my natural state, 
I try to just be like excited, you know, like transfer that energy into like this is this is freaking awesome. Like this is like instead of being like, oh no, like what if I mess up or like I'm just gonna I just wanted to have the mindset like I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna make the most of it, I'm gonna do my very best that I can, you know, do everything up until that point, make sure I'm you know a hundred percent that day and. You know, just have fun with it. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you take it seriously, but, you know, you still want to have fun. You don't want to get so stressed that you're not even enjoying the process anymore. Is that, like, the most important thing with this, to just remember to have fun and just to uh, take it as lightly as possible? Not take it lightly, but you know what I mean. Like, to to go into it and kind of uh, enjoy the moment as well as uh, be prepared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Hey, fuzzy enough. Sorry, my dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I have to remind myself a lot to just take, like relax, you know, like mm-hmm. take it in and right. just realize why I got into this and to do what I do and not, you know, the point isn't to always be like overwhelmed and anxious to where you're not enjoying it. So it's like, yeah, definitely take it seriously and do the best, but enjoy it. Like, appreciate the moment as it's happening. Not be so stressed, you don't even, you know, realize what's going on. Right. No, absolutely. And I just had the the, uh, the poster here, and I just sent it away. But I, I just wanted to talk about some of the names that were in the tournament this year with you. And uh, where is that damn thing? Sorry about that. <laughs> so I know Vicious Vicky's in it. I, I know Gabby Ortiz. What is going on with this? I am having such bad tech issues tonight, Adina. I apologize. It's never like this, I swear. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, so, Vicious Vicky, uh, Erica Lee, Gabby Ortiz, Tina San Antonio. Uh, we have um, I have Ashley D'Ambois. We have Kaya McKenna, and we have Damaris Albright. And we also have yourself, Adina Steele. Uh, is there anybody there that kind of jumps out as you at like at you as like somebody that you really want to kind of lock horns with? It's so hard because there's a few of them you know I've been in the ring with before, a few I've never mm-hmm. met, a few I've heard a lot about. Um, I think you know no matter what, like I, I really don't want to narrow it down. Like anyone okay. in particular okay. has different strong points, whether it's you know different promotions they're working for, or just momentum going, or just seeing, you know, what's, like, how fast they're progressing, and, like, I feel like the biggest thing all these women are, you know, not many of these women have been wrestling for a long time, you know, including myself, like, a mm-hmm. lot of us are new, too, like, in general, you know, under two, three, four, five years, and um, I think that instead of looking at it as, like, oh, they're all new, it's like, no, we're all so driven and motivated that we got to this point already. Yeah. So I see everybody as a big threat, but also, you know, it's exciting knowing, like, okay, this is, like, legitimate competition. This isn't just, like, a walk in the park. Like, these are all people who have all different skills and strong points. And it's, like, I feel like I just no matter who, you know, I end up against, I want to make sure I'm prepared to, you know, do what I have to do. I feel whenever they have um, all eight competitors kind of young and hungry and all go in at the same time, and I go at about at about the same stage relatively, I mean, give or take a year or two with everybody, um, I, I feel like those are the best tournaments because you kind of go into it 
not really knowing what to expect. You know, everybody's going to go all out, obviously, but it's not like there's a clear-cut favorite like there have been in other years. And I, I think that could really work to the advantage of somebody like you, for example, who um, maybe the fans in the area don't quite know as much about, but you're every bit as experienced as those other girls. Just yeah, exactly, because a lot of the girls are from more so the Jersey area than yeah. I am. So I, we're, yeah, a lot of the fans are more familiar with them that, you know, they're working on a lot of the promotions out there. And I, I, I do work out in Jersey a bit as well, but some of them are very prominent. And I think that is, like, one of the most exciting parts about it. It's like, well, I'm sure, you know, I don't, I don't I can't speak for anyone but myself, but, you know, my mindset is, like, I'm in this to prove a point. And for people that don't know who I am, I want them to see me and be like, oh, I see why she's in this tournament. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I'm setting out to do. Now, um, you know, kind of looking forward, obviously, people have kind of made a name for themselves at Super 8 and kind of pushed themselves to the next level. What kind of stuff do you see for yourself in the future, kind of moving forward with your career? I just, like, I've always had the mindset since I started. I don't want to have, like, not that I want don't want to have goals, but I don't want to mm-hmm. be like, you know, I want to work for WWE, I want to be on NSC, I want to be on AEW, Impact, whatever. Because, okay. like, I just want to appreciate the ride. You know, this is great. This is an awesome opportunity. Like, I definitely wasn't expecting it. Um, and, like, so far, just since everything's been popping up, and, like, I've had so many people, like, reaching out to me and so many things happening that it's, it's a little overwhelming, and I can't even respond to all the messages and I think like my biggest goal is I just want to keep doing this do my best 100% of the time just have fun and just appreciate it all you know of course my goal would be to get on TV and you know do as much as I can but I don't want to I guess undersell like the opportunities that Mm -hmm. lead up to that okay no it's all great and whether you know you're in front of 20 fans 200 fans thousands of fans like I just want to give them the best possible night, you know, they could have. And, like, same for me, do my best job, no matter, you know, what the scenario is. Okay. Uh, one of the fans wants to know if you could give yourself starting out some advice. What advice would you give yourself? I guess I would say just, you know, keep pushing, trusting the process, because it, it can be very frustrating. My personal biggest problem is I think too much. You know, just in life, in wrestling. Me too, yeah. So, whether I'm in the ring and training, <laughs> I'm overthinking. I'm overcritical yeah. of myself. Right. To the point, like, it's good to critique yourself. You know, you don't want to be. There's a lot of people who are um, not critical enough of themselves. But I'm to the point where I, it, sometimes it's hard for me to appreciate. Even if I have a great match, I'm like, oh, but I messed up that one thing. There's this, there's that. And I just, I, I'm very quick to beat myself up. Which, you know, has benefits to where it pushes me to, you know, train harder, do more, improve. But, you know, it could take a toll on my confidence from time to time, honestly. Um, and I think I would tell myself, you know, just, you know, be critical, but, like, appreciate your strengths. So I think I'm very quick to notice my, my um, where I fall short as opposed to the things I do well. And, you know, it's about balancing it all. Like, yes. Yeah, notice the things I need to work on and continue to work on them, but also be like, okay, I can I can do this and this and this and this. I'm good at it. Yeah, okay. So it's like finding that, that happy medium. That's interesting because, like, you don't usually think of wrestlers as having, like, 
not that you necessarily said you have confidence problems, but it almost sounds like, you know, you're a little hard on yourself sometimes. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, has that been your experience in the wrestling community, that there's more insecurity there than people let on? Um, I would say for, it's like 50-50. Okay. You know, like, like, I'm about to go out to my match, I'm like, I'm going to throw up. Like, my anxiety is through and through. I'm like, why do I, I do this to myself. I do right. to do this with my free time. Like, why do I put them once I'm in the ring? It's totally different. You know, I'm okay. in the time. I love it. Like, there's no better feeling. Um, and I, I do know a lot of people are the same way. Like, beforehand, such, like, stage fright and jitters. And you yeah. think people basically wrestle around in their underwear in front of strangers are... Right, right. But it's way more yeah. prominent than That's funny. ever. Yeah. Uh, one of the fans wants to know uh, what wrestlers you looked up to, what wrestlers you enjoyed watching when you were younger, and who you try to emulate, if anybody. Yeah. Um. I mean, always, like, always I'll say my number one was Sting. Growing up, like, pro Sting was yeah. my favorite. My favorite. Okay. And, like, that's my do my eyeliner a little more exaggerated. Like, it's all just like, that's, that's what inspired all that extra. That's funny. Like, every time I, like, I add more and more. Um, and just, you know, seeing some of the women growing up and I guess the, the change that has happened ever since then, you know, whether it was like, you know, China or Lita or Trish, like, they were all, you know, as a kid, you're like, this is really cool, but they weren't taken as seriously. Like, if some of those people, like, if China was around today, she'd be beating the shit out of people. And, like, made it. <laughs> it's like, that, that, yeah. she was still badass, but, like, yeah. they, they didn't take women's wrestling seriously or, like, a, a, in the same, um, in the same light that it is today. And I think seeing that, you know, still motivated me to be like, okay, you know, I mean, it's also, like, now that it's taken more seriously, like, it's like you have a point to prove. Like, we can do this, too, and it's not just about your boobs or your butt or this or that. Like, that's why I mm-hmm. wear the gear I do. I'm not trying to be flaunting this or that. Like, I want to wrestle. I'm not trying to have you watching. She want to see my ass hanging out. You know, I like, anyone that does that, whatever. But, like, for me, I'm just like, this is this is wrestling, and I want to be taken seriously as a wrestler, not just something to rule over. Have, have you given a lot of thought to the way women's wrestling has evolved over the years? In particular, I would say, like, the last, like, five to ten um, women's wrestling is really kind of, in a lot of ways, taking a front seat to the men. And I think it's great. I really do. Not to sound like a perv, because I know when people say that, it's like... But, I mean, like, in my opinion, I think it's great to see the women who are very talented uh, get the opportunities that they were never got, that they never received before. Yeah. So I think it's very rewarding. Um, you know, just in the grand scheme of life and the world in general not just wrestling, you know, so many things have become more mainstream and accepted than used mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. Far more open-minded than they used to be. And um, I think, you know, it's translated into wrestling and women's wrestling and, you know, they're actually able to, like, work real matches and I have three-minute things happening when people are like, oh, I guess I used the bathroom. Now, like, women's matches on. Like, like, women could put on the best match of the night and you've seen that at multiple pay-per-views recently and things like that's like the main thing afterwards. Like you're talking about the women's match, the women's title match. Like, and it's it's awesome to see the progression. Just like from what I watched growing sure. up, like Braun matches to you know what it is today. It's 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 really amazing. And you know all the women out there that are doing what they do are just helping to prove the point. Like they could hang with the rest. 
Yeah, no, I, you're right, and, and I absolutely just drew a blank what my next question was. I, I had it right there. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just I just had a brain fart there. Uh, so anyway, so so a uh, women's wrestling. Um, Joe, help me out. You got anything? Oh, well, yeah, I know you mentioned a few names already, but like, like. Growing up, uh, who were some of the people that inspired you uh, to do what you do? And who, who today, in today's uh, industry, uh, do you kind of look up to and you uh, kind of much on your bucket list of people you want to get in the ring with? That's yeah. One. Yeah. Um, growing up, I would say it was honestly, like, I can't, it's hard to say, like, specifically, like, I just loved it all. Um, watching it, it was just, I always tried to take as much as I could, you know, as I, I was just entertained, whether it was, like, the good guys, the bad guys in between. Um, I, like, growing up, I didn't think I'd be, oh, I'd be a wrestler, you know, so I looked at it, I was like, oh, they're inspiring me to do this. I just enjoyed it for what it was. Um, honestly, it was something I, I, I didn't even know, like, I, it was almost like, you know, you're watching a movie, you're not like, oh, I'm going to be that actress someday. Like, it, it seemed so far-fetched. I didn't even think it was a possibility, you know, until I was older right. and, and learned more. Um, and then, like, nowadays, there's just so many people. Um, I always, like, this is when I first started training. I always, I did watch a lot of, like, Tessa Blanchard stuff. Um, and then she started to kind of blow up right around that point yeah. from her. And even, like, Baker, same thing. I watched mm-hmm. a lot of Britt Baker and, like, look at her now. Um, so, like, if I could ever have a match with either of those two, that would be phenomenal. Like, I, I don't know if I'd be able to contain myself. I would be like, it's such an exciting experience. Oh, no. And then both blow up, like, right after that. So I would say either of those two would be, you know, my main people I'd like to be in the ring with. Thank you for that diversion, Straw. I remembered what I wanted to ask you, Adina. I I noticed that you've done some intergender wrestling, and I was just curious kind of your thoughts on that. I, I mean, I have no problem with it. I know some people strictly only want to wrestle other women or mm-hmm, men don't mm-hmm. want to wrestle girls because they look weak. Um, but, like, when I train, like, I always just train with guys. So I, okay. Working with a woman is actually more foreign to me than, you know, wrestling a, a guy. Okay. Um, training center I came out of, Backbreakers Training Center, like, there was only one girl to ever graduate before I even went through there, and I never okay. really met her. You know, so it was all was. guys, yeah. Yeah, and, like, so I've experienced all the things, you know, the ones with, you know, uh, at first a lot of guys I think are apprehensive when they're newer sometimes to put their hands on a female, which, you know, if you're raised a certain way, it is what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all wrestling. We're doing the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, still an opponent, whether it's male or female, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. You know, I don't want to do a super gimmicky match where, like, oh, you're a girl, do the dishes. Like, and I've had so many people mm. 
wait to wrestle a girl because I wanted to do this spot. And, like, whatever. I want to say, but, like, at the end of the day, I still want a real match. I don't want it to be about a comedy. Okay. No, that that makes a lot of sense. That does. Uh, so kind of looking forward again to the Women's Super 8 tournament uh, in Paulsboro, New Jersey in July. Uh, I, I mean, uh, for, for those who aren't familiar, kind of what can they expect to see from you on that day? Um, for anyone that, you know, has never seen me in the ring before, like, I, I'm just going to let be focused. I'm going to do my best. You know, I, I'm not a big, slippy, dippy kind of person. Like, I like to just, like, hit hard and throw people and, you know, do my best to be, like, dominant and come out victorious. And that's the same strategy I'm going to have you know, going into this Super 8. Is it safe to say you're predicting a win for yourself? Well, of course. I have to be okay. confident okay. in myself. All right. <laughs> I like it. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. You know, if not, you know, the experience is still going to be amazing, I'm sure, and, like, working with all these talented women. But, like, I'm going in this, and I want to win, and that's my my plan. Okay. Okay. And I think that's a really good thing. Uh, And like I said, I I think that this tournament is going to be really, uh, really good because, like I said, uh, all the competitors in it are at about the same playing field, really. So, like I said, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and fans should definitely check it out, IWTV. And that is uh, July 31st, sorry about that, at 2 p.m. Eastern, right on IWTV, as well as from the world-famous Monster Factory. I believe there's still uh, a handful of tickets still available, I think, if you go to ecwawrestling.com. Adina, thank you so much for the time tonight, and, and definitely best of luck. I'll be seeing you in about a month, so it'll uh, it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, can I ask a huge favor? Yeah. Okay. So uh, what we normally do is we get our guests to record a bumper that we play on the beginning of the show, that way, when you're big and famous, we can act like we were best friends the whole time. I hope that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, so basically the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just tell people who you are and remind them that they're listening to In the Room, we'll have you on your way. Of course. Uh, whenever right, you're ready. Okay, it's the Gina Steele here. You're listening to the In the Room podcast. Thank you so much. It was a, it was a lot you, of fun. Thank you, Sorry, I was a mush mouth tonight. I think the tech is really getting to me. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> all right. Fun. Take care. And uh, so Thank that was Adina Steele. Be sure to check her out, ecwawrestling.com, the Women's Super 8 Tournament, July 31st, 2 p.m. at the Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Again, tickets and information, ecwawrestling.com, and don't forget IWTV. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a commercial break. And on the other side, we'll be opening the phone lines up. Uh, Stro, I see we have Rat Boy, so that should be fun. And a couple other oh, callers as well. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick, 
and Bruce Works streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and in the room featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW slash Throw Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Bill Astor, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? 
Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the Does loss. Does have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title. on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at VOCNation.com and of course all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Just search for VOC Nation Wrestling Network and don't forget to check out our premium site where for as little as the cost of a cup of coffee uh, you can get unlimited video of uh, most of the shows here on the network. You can get commercial free stuff and and all these great interactive things with Bill After and, and just all that incredible stuff as well. And we are so excited to bring that to you each and every week. And we're working on something big. I can't announce it yet, but hopefully this week I'll be able to announce it and we will all be celebrating again like the uh, world is ending. Uh, 914-338-1885 is uh, the number to get in touch with us here tonight. I see we have a couple callers in the queue. We're going to get to you guys very shortly. Before we kind of jump in with some stuff, Stro, what do you got going on, man? Uh, well, this Thursday night, uh, WW Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VFCNet.com. The topic of discussion will be the clip known as the NWO. So the NWO is going to be taking over WCW Retro. So uh, if you got any cool NWO uh, stories and moments, uh, feel free to call in. And this Friday night... On my horror sci-fi show, The Stroh Zone, at 12 Eastern Standard Time, midnight, at uh, facebook.com slash Show. The feature will be Hands of a Stranger, so please tune in. All right, cool. You know, not so much a, a, a thought with the NWL, but I always wondered, Stroh, how essentially three guys could walk in and take over an entire company. And I know everybody ended up joining them, and it, it turned into gang warfare to the extreme. But, like, I can remember, for example, when they're outside and they're fighting, I think, Rey Mysterio, they threw him into the trailer head first, and, and the wrestlers started coming out to save him, coming out of the trailer. But they came out one at a time, like they were loading out of a video game. It was the weirdest thing. Uh, was there ever any talk in that locker room about, like, maybe banding together against these guys at some point, or did it just catch you guys off guard? Well, I think at the time uh, it was so history-making that they just wanted to get the, the NWO deal over as big as possible. Yeah. At the time. So, I mean, I mean it, was, I it, was, it was huge. I mean, it was, it was like the talk of it really was. pretty much everyone. Like, when Hogan turned, that was like, you know, all bets were off at that point. Right. Was, and, and Hall and Nash were very kind of over anyway, just based on the fact that, you know, what they were in WWE, what they meant to WWE, and the fact that they jumped over like that, it was insane. I can remember as a fan, um, because I was, this is going to sound terrible, Stro, and I don't say it to be disrespectful, but I was a bad, I was a big fan of like hokey WCW from like the early 90s. You know, I liked the Ding Dongs and the Master Blasters and, and Vinny V. I loved all that stuff. Oh, you yeah. know, and it was like, 
Oh, yeah. Like, that They're was my jam, you know? Yeah. Mick Foley. Right. Uh, Mick Foley is a homeless guy with a fire dumpster and, and, and dust in roads, you know? like that. That's the kind of stuff that I love. And obviously there was great wrestling involved and stuff, but, you know, when uh, when Scott Hall jumped over to, to WCW, it became like this thing where I had to watch it every week. Even if I didn't sit and study all the matches, I had to see what he was going to do. It was huge. Yeah, they they and the way they carried the story out, and they strategically did it so well. Yeah, and and they did something that today's wrestling could absolutely learn from, because in spite of having monthly pay-per-views and in spite of having weekly television and all those hours and everything, they drug stuff out, Stro. You know, the mm -hmm. NWO that arc lasted three years, whatever. I think oh, yeah. it was three years it lasted. The uh, the Sting thing, you know, with the, you know, they drug out him, will he turn, won't he turn. Uh, he disappears. He goes up in the rafters for a year. And it was like, I thought bum deal for him that he had to be up in the rafters for a year. But when he came <laughs> back, he was the biggest name in the industry. Absolutely. There were kids being Sting for Halloween. You didn't have kids as the, the surfer Sting for Halloween in the early 90s. And and we just interviewed uh, Adina, who was also a big uh, Sting fan. Yes. Yes, great tie-in. Uh, definitely, everybody, check in that Adina Steele. Check out that in, check out that Adina Steele interview. Uh, and be sure to check out the ECWA <laughs> Women's Super 8, July 31st in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Ray, did I come off as a total mushmouth in that? She was a little intimidating. No. Okay, good. Good. It was rough well, I mean, because like I'm listening to her and it just cut off. I couldn't hear anything. No. And then it came so back. It did actually cut off. Okay. Did anybody hear me say, "Am I the only one not hearing anything?" Did that cut through? Did that come through? No. Okay. Well, then at least it's no. not just me. That's the gig no, there was class. like a complete dead period. Yeah, and it's happened a couple of times now. But I mean, it is what it is for this show. Um, <laughs> uh Now, before we get to the callers, uh, Stro, you brought it up earlier. We were talking about Nikki Ash, S-K-A, uh, Nikki Cross. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's cool for her that her idea is getting done, but... I just hope, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I just hope that they don't turn around and blame her and get rid of her if it doesn't work. Because it's pretty rare that people get to see their ideas through in WWE. So, That's my thought. There's something else to this. And it's that I don't get... Why Why do you need the new persona? Like, it's... It's okay for... 
it's okay for someone to grow and change and be different, and so therefore it's okay for someone's wrestling persona to grow and change and be different. Like, you don't have to suddenly develop, like, this entirely new thing. No. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the, the whole Monday Night Football song thing that she was doing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was okay, you know? I, um... I don't know. Like I said, uh, I I I don't have a problem with it so much. It did come out of nowhere, but if it is legitimately her idea and not some dumb writer's idea, then I think as a fan of hers, I owe it to her to see what she has planned for it. That, that's kind of how I. Look oh, I it. do too. I do too. Yeah. Like, I guess what I'm saying is like I. I don't want like some of these. I think you could have just done some of these things. As Nikki Cross, I don't think you needed to make the announcement. Like the character could have just changed. Oh well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You didn't need a backstory for it. No, because the character already has a backstory. Yeah. In fact, literally every character that has ever come across that show, or any other shows that predate that show, going all the way back to to the tape delayed shows where you would see Bruno squashing people. Literally every character on there has a backstory by virtue of appearing on the show. Yeah. Yeah, but... No, I mean, you're right. You're right. Everybody has a backstory. Now, the question is, how successful will this be? Stro, what do you think about it? Uh, Nikki Cross as the uh, superhero, not in training, that's different. She's, <laughs> she's not the superhero in training. She's not mighty. She's not a hurricane. But uh, it does feel like they go to the superhero thing every couple of years. Well, if she can make it work, I'm just happy she's still there. And oh, yeah, me spotlight too. And doing what she does. That, that's I'm amazing. And, 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 and she's getting a shot in the arm, a big push with this thing. So, I mean, God bless her, man. Could you see? I could see her winning the, the singles or the tag belts right now. I really could. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if they can see it, but I can see it. <laughs> right. We'll have to wait and see on that one. If they can see it. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. Uh, Kathy's going to groan. I can I can hear it from here. But it was great to see her and Alexa back together. That old chemistry. There's something there. Yeah, they do work well together. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. I was mesmerized watching them. It was great. I Maybe she'll turn Alexa into a superhero too. <laughs> Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh we're gonna go to the phones and we're gonna bring on Rat Boy first up. Uh he's been waiting the longest. What what's going on? You, you, from the planet Trenton. What's going on, Rat Boy? I know I've been in and out, in and out, in and out. But I just wanna wish Kathy a latest happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Rat Boy. Well, I was going to do it, but I was too busy. I made, I made but, a loot you know, there. You, but, you can only see but, it on Patreon. But we did lose somebody last Thursday, Melissa Colts. Yeah. 
Yes, I yeah. actually wanted to talk about that. Go ahead. I, you were very close with her, as was I. Yes, I, I was, you know, and we have been talking back and forth, back and forth, you know, but it's a shame that, you know, so young she had to go, you know? Yeah. 50, right? Oh, yeah. She was only 50. Yep, yeah. 50. Yeah. I had a couple pictures done with her and all. She, she was a great woman, you know? I remember the first time when I met her. Mm-hmm. At a convention, right? At a convention. And yeah. Bruce Wood said, said, we're going to get uh, Melissa over there in a bikini, right? <laughs> Melissa called she out of fact, said, I want to see the little guy in a bikini. That's, she first, that's when I first met her. That's yeah. how we knew yeah. that she lies. Yeah. But we became good friends, though, in Melissa. Yeah. I, I first and, met and Melissa, plus, actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. And plus, and plus, earlier today, there was an article about a wrestler called the Golden Boy had drowned in the Delaware. I didn't hear about that. I posted it up on my Facebook because I always get the news, you know. Did you know said, him, the Golden Boy? No, I, I never heard of him. This this a New Jersey pro wrestler. I drowned. He, he drowned in the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a joke uh, there about that, a golden bass, that, but I'm not going to make it. Was that the guy <laughs> from up in um, North Jersey, Brat Boy? I think so. I yeah, have no idea. With, uh, he worked with Big Snakes was... and Kevin Knight and them. Oh, His okay. name is Matt. Right. IWF, okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to him. Uh, as, far, as far as Melissa goes, I mean, I, I, um, I met her through Frank Cruda, who was my editor at PWI. Uh, the three of us used to hop in the car and we would go up to those WSU shows as, uh, those early WSU shows, you know, that the women's superstar ones. Uh, that was like, that was where I met like AJ Lee and all those girls, you know, and it was like, uh, and Serena and Mercedes and like that, just that whole roster was just amazing. Uh, but Melissa, you know, I, I mean, I think a lot of people, she got a bad rap. I will say that. I think a lot of people, um, said a lot of not so nice things about her sometimes. And that was a shame because she really did have, like, a heart of gold. Uh, we had her on the show before, and, uh, you know, we had a great time with her, and it was really great to kind of catch up with her and, and talk with her. And we were supposed to do it again at some point, and unfortunately uh, that just never worked out, I, probably because of her medical stuff from last year. Um, it, it's just sad. It, it's it's just sad because she really was mm-hmm. one of the nice ones, you know. So. Yeah, I was saddened by it. Now, I'm going to just get into, into this wrestling stuff. Okay? I'm going to say... Okay. I'm going to say, wow, what a ECW match that was great with the Jungle Boy. That, I think that was the best, best match i ever seen. Okay. The best with, match you ever saw. Jungle. Jungle Boy. Yeah. Ju- yeah. It was Jungle he came Boy and swinging on that vine. I was like, 
you know? I thought he had it, he had it a couple of times. I hope next time they wrestle again, I hope he becomes champion. Because that kid deserves it. Yeah, I can't it. look at him without seeing his dad. Am I the only one? Like, I... I just always, I just, I, I can't help but think of Luke, uh, um, not Luke Perry, uh, Dylan McKay. Every time I see him. I'm a, whoa, you, I, 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 I yeah. Yeah. I used to watch it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and uh you guys were talking about Nikki Cross. I know I know why she's doing it. Because she did defeat at Charlotte Flair. She did defeat at the women's champion. You know, she's five mm-hmm. and zero right now. She's beating everybody so far. Yeah. If you look at it. That's why I'm she's going around it. saying that she's, she's going around looking like a superhero now. And I hope I one you. day she's going to... I hope one day my girl, Nikki Cross, that, that's the girl I love a lot, comes champion. you got to stop gonna loving them, right Everybody you love goes away. Yeah, I know. Like the wrestlers, I mean, like China, Melissa Coates. Uh, yeah. Okay, and I and I heard, I'm not sure yet, but Paige must be coming back as a wrestler. I didn't hear that. <sighs> Is that one of those rap rumors that's not true? I read something about it. She's back when in I, training. When I used to do, no, when I used to do the daily show with him, Ray, when I used to do the daily point. show with him, he would always say stuff that wasn't true, and I had to fact check him while we were live on the air. <laughs> I don't, um, I, I don't want to be that guy. Um, because, you know, I just, I don't want to be that guy. But, uh, I noticed that. I noticed that every rat boy call, um, every rat boy call seems to revolve around him informing us that someone else has died, and it's. I, I think it's time that we investigated whether or not it in fact is rat boy killing these people, and uh, see if perhaps. Perhaps this is just him, like, killing people so he has a reason to call in. I don't think we can rule it out at this point. Well, you know what's funny? Not funny, but, like, uh, last week, Ratboy didn't call in, and nobody died. So you might have a point there. I just, I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, now, I figure since Ratboy lives in New Jersey, that's probably where the, where the investigation starts. So, um, Kathy, as governor of New Jersey, get some people on it. Let's go. Chop, chop. Um, you know, you know, pull some, pull some police out of Irvington. They don't really seem to be using them much, and uh, just put them on the put them on the Rapaway murder case. How do you think he did it? I'm da, thinking Rapaway. Da, da, da. <laughs> da, 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 da. 
Do you remember? No, I know it wasn't my fault. I know, I know what it was. He was using stellar milk to kill them. He's been collecting milk for months. And he doesn't have a fridge to put it in. I love it, bro. Okay. Hang on, hang on. I got I got two more things I got to say. Two more things. Oh, no. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. This weekend, I'll be going down Seaside, and I'm going to meet the one and only Mr. Eddie Monster and person. <laughs> Eddie Monster? Yeah, remember not to play Eddie Monster? You get you, you going to do like the, uh, like the old Patty Duke routine with the mirror where you hold your hands up at the same time? I'm not sure yet. You know, uh, I'm just going to talk to him. And, and sometime, this, I'm just going to tell everybody right now, okay? Just look for my Facebook Live. Because I'd be driving a boat. I'd be driving a boat. Okay. From, from Are you taking it up to the side? No, I'm taking it all the way up to Philadelphia and swinging around. You're taking the Trenton. You're going north from Trenton to Philadelphia on a boat where it's all land. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. I'll be there. Go Gilligan. He's going to be like Gilligan's Gilligan. Island. He's going to get lost. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the whole thing. I'm going to take the whole game and put it on Facebook Live. Sounds great, Rap Boy. <laughs> You're the man, well, brother. And, and everybody have a nice, good, safe, and don't drink and drive on the 4th of July. All right. That's right. Because you end up spilling your drink. It's true. Yeah, I might get in a boat crash. I might get in a boat crash, drinking. I'm sure you will, because you're taking it on the land. I'll see you, brother. Oh. Where do we find <laughs> these people? Hello, I'm just man. kidding. To <laughs> uh, mm. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. I'm I'm excited. I I I think um. You know, I I would have um. I would rather them use all the talent that they had before they released the Iconics. But at least this is trying to do something with somebody. So I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I do where I am with it, too. Oh, that's yeah. they, were, they were fabulous. You want to talk about a group of people that they just did not utilize <sighs> properly. Like... Even just, like, when they split them up, like, Billy Kay was so good. And they just wouldn't give her anything. No. Oh, well. I mean, wouldn't even give him a little bit. No. Wouldn't no. 914-338-1885. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's that, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so I'm just Rapley looking mentioned, the, Yeah. Rapley mentioned the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Rapley mentioned the 4th of July, and, um... Yeah. I thought maybe this would be, since since that provided a good segue to it, um, for me to revisit my favorite news story of all time. 
which I, I like to mm-hmm. regularly revisit on this show. Uh, can we take a minute to do that? Sure. Okay. This is from uh, 2015. And it is, again, it is by far my favorite news story of all time. Maine man dies shooting fireworks off head, police say. <laughs> I remember when you introduced that. From Callias, Maine, a young man who was drinking and celebrating the 4th of July tried to launch a firework off the top of his head, fatally injuring himself, authorities said. Devin Staples and his friends had been drinking, I know, and setting off fireworks Saturday night in the backyard of a friend's home in the small eastern Maine city of Callias, said Stephen McCausland a spokesman for the State Department of Public Safety. Staples, 22, placed a fireworks mortar tube on his head and set it off. The firework exploded, killing Staples instantly. His death is the first fireworks fatality in Maine since the state legalized fireworks in January of 2012. State fire marshals were investigating several other 4th of July fireworks incidents involving injuries in Friendship, Jefferson, Lebanon, and Woodstock. Staples' brother is quoted as saying... Okay. No, Staples... This, this is the best part. Good. Staples' okay. brother is quoted as saying, I just didn't believe that he was actually going to do it. He really wasn't the kind of person who would do that. He was too smart to do that. Well, see, here's the thing, bud. Is that he won? Yeah, is that he did? So, um, I think he was. I think he was exactly the kind of person to do it. I say, I, I, okay. I would say that. I would say he was exactly the kind of person to do it, and so. With that, we now get to give our yearly PSA. Uh, This is us kind of doing our part to build a stronger community. Remember, Stroh says, don't light fireworks off your head. Important safety (laughs) advice from your favorite independent wrestler. I I know, like, from my perspective, uh, you remember... You remember when that uh, Thomas used to call in and we were talking about the fireworks the one time and I, I chased him away. Because um, <laughs> he kept talking about fireworks. And he was getting really upset that I wouldn't let him talk. Uh, I forget what the... I don't remember. It was funny, though. And I think I kept wanting to call him Batman and he was getting really mad that I kept calling him Batman. Why would anyone be mad about that? I don't know. I thought it was funny. What's going on, Malcolm? How you doing, brother? What's the word on the street? I just kept calling him Batman. Ray, is there a new rule? Don't, instead of don't drink and drive, don't drink and fire, don't drink and burn. Brady, um, I just, uh, I, I just get a kick. Uh, Rat Boy, uh, I want to let him know that his his parents didn't name him Eddie Munster; they named him Butch Patrick. So you might want to get that right when you meet him. 
You might take a bank <laughs> call maybe lunch. Goodbye, Eddie. Can you imagine? Brady, I've met him three or four times out in Hollywood. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was going to say that's something that only us really bright people would understand. So I, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but first of all, Brady, um, this Sunday is Independence Day, and I want to honor the veterans from Vietnam all the way back to the bicentennial days um, that served before I did. My first drill sergeant served in Vietnam, drill sergeant Royston, so my hat's off to all those guys, you know. Even Lieutenant Mike? For the others. Huh? Even Lieutenant Mike? What about Lieutenant Mudd? Lieutenant Mudd? Lieutenant Mudd didn't... You mean Lieutenant Dumb? That's what we called him at Fort Dane. I don't even... Okay. Which is letting through. You're funny, man. Yeah, Brady, um, I was talking to Adam. He went to a wrestling event local here in Charleston on Saturday night, and he called some guy a fat A-S-S. And the guy got all bent out of shape, and um, and Adam came home tonight and told me that the guy wants to take him to the athletic commission over this, over using bad language or whatever it is. And oh uh, I told him, why don't you? I said, why don't you refer to September 1986, the Battle of the Bands, Rowdy Roddy Piper against Adrian Adonis, and Adonis was interviewing Super Ace Cowboy Bob Orton. You know, bodyguard, super bodyguard, or whatever he was, and Piper was interviewing Don Morocco, the magnificent Morocco, and he got into an altercation. And Morocco says, he says, "Hey, look, Fatso, or something like that." And Morocco goes, "Who you call Fatso?" Piper goes, "Who am I calling Fatso? Take your choice." <laughs> You're funny, dude. <laughs> I just. You know, Brady, I don't want to take anything serious anymore. You know, I, I'm just trying to be more... Me neither. I don't want to take well, anything serious ridiculous. anymore. That's why I, I don't even try to lead a show anymore. Over, yeah, I'm trying to get wound up with stupid stuff. You know, it's just not it's just not worth it to me. I mean... I, you know I what mean, I want to do? I you know what I want to do? I, I just want to go outside. I don't even know if this is safe, but I just want to go outside... And light a fire firework off my head. I, I don't even know if that's safe to do. Ray, do you think that's a good idea? Apparently it is. He loves it. Well, if if you do keep a keep a, a canteen of water like we used to do in the infantry, keep it right by you so you can dump it on your head and put it out. Yeah. I'm hoping because I'm losing hair back there. Maybe if I set it off, it'll burn the scalp and then it'll start to grow back. Like kind of shock the system, you know? It's Brady, you know, just don't take don't think, take things serious. Like if Ratboy wants to try, I take nothing serious. Are we gonna have a we gonna have a, another uh, shipwreck like on Gilligan's Island on land? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it disappear. I've been watching. A, I've been watching a cool show 
on uh, Heroes and Icons on Sunday. They show six episodes of The Untouchables. Man, I think, I'll tell you, if I could add one person's voice, I wish I would add Robert Stack's. Because Robert Stack is such a cool voice. And I think The Untouchables is like 30 years ahead of its time. It came out in the 50s. But you see all this stuff in, like, modern movies. But there's this scene. I was watching this first episode from 12 to 1. Uh, the very first one, and this guy was, like, teaching an adult class for, for uh, my, migrant people, you know, um, people that weren't native to America. And, and mm-hmm. he was teaching this class. These two mobsters came in, and they wrapped his chain, and they beat him in the face two times, man. And I was like, man, this is more brutal than anything you'd, anything you'd see in wrestling. Anything you'd see in these modern movies today, I mean, this was just brutal what they were doing to this guy. And I'm really getting into the Untouchables because it's a, it's a, I'll say it, it's a bad ASS show to me. I mean, I'm fine. Not like I mean, when I used to go to the strip club and it was called a bad ass show. That's different. <laughs> I just want to, I don't want to take anything serious anymore. I mean, if... Me if, neither. If, like, I, if, if I, I take anything serious, school, they just shoot me in the head. <laughs> if, if I can't get into, into acting school or drama class for some reason this year, I'm going to take a correspondence course because I am so bored. I need to do something. You know, I used to hear on If you took a correspondence course, you could work for CNN. <laughs> no, I, I just wouldn't take anything, you know, because I remember I got Batman you. I got used to say, he'd say, sound man, yeah. sound mind, sound body, you know, keep your body sound, mm-hmm. keep your mind sound, you know, because a lot of people, they play video games, you know, like Star Wars and things like that, you know, killing people. I play games of intellect, like I played a game of bookworms, and my dad used to play it on his computer. He could only get 90,000 mm-hmm. points. He couldn't believe. I got over 7 million points playing Bookworm one time. And it's like, it's really I, I'm cool. a Tetris guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, too. And it's really good, That's too, because now I can, like, parallel brain. park anywhere as long as the car fits. <laughs> you know, you turn it any way you need to get it in there. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, Brady, you know, that's a game of intellect, Tetris, because it makes you think. You know, you have to figure out right. the shape, where the shape's got to go, you know. It's yeah, like, not like Candy Crush, you're just like a fruit ninja or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's that. what they do, you remember the Scrabble tiles with the letters? Well, they line all mm-hmm. these up, big pile of letters, and you have to take them, and you have to make words out of them, and at the bottom, if it, you take too long, it starts to burn, and it'll just burn up. I couldn't believe, I, my dad was in shock, because I, I, I showed him the picture, 7 million plus points. He couldn't even get 90,000, because Mel, how did you do that? I said, I don't know, I just did it. It's like my Hulk Hogan voice, I just did it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I wanted to tell you, Brady, about the NWO, um, even, you know, if I don't get this mentioned, Papa's Drew, I've got to mention this. The first time, I remember Holly Nash, they came in, uh, in in May of 96, but um, there was one episode of Nitro where Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, they were sitting in the audience with two, uh, two boxes of popcorn, 
and and uh, they, and uh, one of the one of the guys came up. I think it was me and Gene or or uh, or, um, or uh, what's his name, uh, um, Eric Bischoff came up to him, and they go, "What are you guys doing?" And and Kevin Nash goes, "We came to see the big boys play." <laughs> that popcorn that was hilarious. <laughs> Talking to you, we 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 heard from your brother last week too. He sounds like he's doing a little better, so I'm glad yeah, to see everybody's doing well. He's, he's just, you know, he's too wound up on everything. I mean, I, I'm gonna live, man. I'm 57, and people say I'm crazy to do this, but I got this new case ma- case manager assistant. His name is Ian Watts here, and Ian's gonna take me down to Myrtle Beach and help me go skydiving. You know, and, and okay, well, you're crazy, but said, that's not what makes you crazy. Well, the VA people, Brady, they said, Malcolm, what if you shoot down up? And I go, well, I'll go to a better place. <laughs> like, I'm not worried. You know? Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> I yeah, kind of want to go yeah. shoot a firework off my head. Malcolm, brother, it's a pleasure to talk <laughs> yeah. to you as always. Hey, and That sounds like a great plan. Let's not. <laughs> there we did. I love you, brother. We'll talk to you real soon. <laughs> He's the man. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, so anyway, I, you know, I, I wanted to do just a kind of couple quick hits here as we uh, wait. I, I think Derek's going to get on, but if he doesn't, then uh, we'll do what we always do. We'll adapt, you know. Did you guys hear the wedding bells today? Because Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch got married. I guess it was a, um, I, I guess, uh, so it was two men. I guess it's for Pride Month, right? Because uh, you have the man and you have a man, and they got married. It's for Pride. Right? Oh. Hold on, i, I got to find the crickets down. Hold on. See, I can't do everything here. Uh, uh. Did you hear that Ken Shamrock challenged Kenny Omega to a match on on like, and it wasn't like he didn't do it on like a video. He didn't do it on like he didn't tweet him. He he commented on a third party news site talking about Kenny Omega on Facebook, and that's how he challenged Kenny Omega to a match. I thought that was funny. So the so the South Park episode um Sarcastiball begins by having some former Denver Broncos players wander out onto the field and they clearly have uh brain damage. And I think that's what we're seeing here. That or Ken Shamrock is the most boomer wrestler in history. <laughs> All right, Boomer. <laughs> uh, here's another good one. So, did you guys hear about Virgil and uh, Brooke Hogan? Yes. No. No. Virgil charged <laughs> Virgil charged Hulk Hogan's daughter twenty dollars for a picture at a convention. Huh. <laughs> Oh, and people were kind of criticizing him, and people were laughing. Here's what Virgil had to say. 
He said, a day, another day at the office, baby. Thanks to the 204,000 people that came to sniff my beef drift and allow me to play Hollywood like the star effing place that it is. On July 4th, I will put an end to poverty as meat sauce madness will take a bite out of all the Earth's existence. Is this guy playing a crazy person now? Is this yes. a new thing? Okay. Well, in a way, hasn't he always been playing a crazy person? Well, he has, but I feel like now he's actually talking like a crazy person. I'll tell you what, uh, there was no funnier sight uh, when we went to that convention in New Jersey, and um, we had Ratboy at our table, and Virgil was next to us, and Virgil had the million-dollar belt out for, you know, for photographs, and Ratboy had his cardboard rat, rat trap title, and he had it on our table. And at some point, Ratboy tried to switch the two titles, and Virgil got very mad at him for trying to do that. And it was really fun. So I wish that I could see that because you've talked about it a couple of times, and I wish I'd ever seen it. The fact that you had, oh, it was yeah, I, said, I wish I could see it. Here's what yeah. I want to do. Here's here's what I want to do. I want to at a convention set up a table directly either across from or next to Virgil. And I want to put as a banner I want to put like I want I want a banner that says the real Virgil. And then have like a <laughs> copy of the million dollar belt. And then, but then like it's clearly me sitting there. Like this dorky yeah, white with guy. A, but I'm Yeah, with like a like, visual I'm, vest. Well I was say like like dressed exactly like Virgil. Like, but, not, but not then, in black face, though. Mad, I, I want to be very clear. Not no, in black No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're not doing an Al Jolson thing. No. No. But then, like, if he gets mad, then insist that I am, in fact, the real Virgil and always have been. Yeah. I, I, then, I feel like there's potential like there. saying I won the million-dollar title at SummerSlam 1991. Yes. Don't you see it on my table? And... I will defer to my banner, which, as you can see, clearly says the real Virgil. And what would be funny, too, is if it was, like, one of those... Because, like, what he uses a lot of times is a, a banner that, in fact, says the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase and Virgil. And he folds over the million-dollar man end part so that it just says Virgil. So that would be really great if you had a banner that said the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and the real Virgil. And just folded it over so it's the real Virgil. Okay. I think we can make That'd that work. That'd be really good. Uh, I think let's we can make what, that work. What, what you got going on, Tura? What do you think about that? I think Ray could pass for Virgil. No? All right. No Tura. Cool. Uh, how about this one? So Ryback is angry. I and mean, he's angry every week, I feel like. But this week, he actually made headlines. Uh, Ryback is angry because Twitter will not verify his account. So, so Ryback, no blue check for Ryback. Uh, I think that's great. I think that's hilarious. Nothing? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, what else we got? Alberto Del Rio is open to a WWE return. Doesn't that sound like fun? I'm sure they jumped at that opportunity. Oh, wow. As if, like, him getting fired for slapping an employee in their cafeteria and uh, all the stuff that's gone on since then. Yeah, I, I, I could see I could see that he would want to come back. I really could. Hmm. I just can't see them wanting him back. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Did we lose Ray? Ray, are you gone or are you just uninspired? Oh, I was just uninspired. Okay. Still going. Did you hear what Nikki Bella apologized about the China stuff? I mean, she said stuff that a lot of people were saying 20 years ago about how China looks like a man and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Nothing and, and really She there. really shouldn't have. Because the thing is, like, we need to... And, and the wrestling community is particularly bad about this. We need to stop canonizing every person who dies. Like, sometimes... Mm-hmm. People were ugly and mean and weird, and, like, their death is just not something that's impacting us a whole lot in our lives. But not every death Mm -hmm. needs to be a martyrdom, and it would be nice if occasionally we could act that way. I think that's not just wrestling. I think that's life. Like, when people die, I think a lot of times you you, you gloss over the bed, you know? You're right. You're right. And, you know, we, we need to stop. Like, like on those killing shows... Where like like every person you you know the guy they were about to solve they were about to cure cancer or something just once just once I want a show where the people on where the people being interviewed say you know actually we felt kind of bad about throwing the guy in jail because nobody really liked the victim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot else out there. Vince McMahon, yeah, that was a great picture, Stro. Vince McMahon with a... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing else. I'm sorry, I'm the Oh, I know know what my topic was. I I just remembered what my topic was, because I didn't write it down earlier. Um... Do you feel like, and I'm not trying to lead the question here by asking it this way, but but do you feel like AEW, and in particular Chris Jericho, are a little defensive about AEW? Yes. Like I saw Jericho going after anybody that was criticizing him for that fall off the cage and like landing on like the the, the crash pad or whatever it was, you know? I was like, I understand. That's a difficult bump. It's scary because you're going back first. You can't see where you're going. It's a huge drop. Anything could happen. I, I understand all that. I get it. I get it. But I feel like anybody, like, like Shotzi Blackheart, filmed a video where she mocked Chris Jericho by falling backwards onto a bed. I thought that was funny. You know? We're not saying that it's not a risk. We're just saying that with AEW's production value, it didn't look like that big of a deal. But, but I, yeah, like, I, I see Chris Jericho going after all these people who, like, were making fun of it. And it's like, 
Why? Why do you care what they think? I don't get it. Because they're still small. And and because they're still acting like they're still small. I mean, we talked about this a couple months ago. I even remember it. Because you had guys like Taz, you know, going through the Twitter search feed. You know, just going after random fans. <laughs> you know, for criticizing the product. You know, like... <laughs> Like, I had a Hershey's bar that just sucked the other day. And, you know, like, her, like and I, I said, you know, wow, this, this candy bar really sucks. But, like, that doesn't mean that the Milton Hershey Corporation is going to come down on me and say, no, our chocolate is actually very good. No. Right. But like that's what Tony Khan would do. But, but you know, <laughs> okay, but he's an idiot. Like I, I had an argument with uh, Amazon a couple years ago because, like, it was supposed to be two-day delivery, right? And that's what they advertised, two-day delivery. Well, I buy an item, and the estimated date, it was like a week and a half after the estimated date. And I said, why am I paying for Prime if you're not giving me the date that you said it was going to be delivered on? And they said, well, people think it means two-day delivery, right? But what it actually means is... Two days from when it shipped. So they can take as long as they damn want to ship the thing, and then they only guarantee the two days for it to get to you. Well, that's anybody. If I mail a letter, it'll go out in two days, all right? If I wait three months to send it, that doesn't mean that it'll be there in two days. But anyway, I'm, my, my point in all this, right, is I, I was railing about this online and tagging everybody at Amazon. They don't care. They didn't reply and tell me that I was wrong. They just let it go. Well, the thing is, like, it's one thing, even if they had reached, let's say they reach out to you and say, we want to try to make this right. Yeah, they don't care. Well, they, no, they don't, because Amazon's awful and you shouldn't ever buy anything from them. A conversation That's I'm going to have to have. That's why I canceled Prime last year. I, I canceled my Prime last year because uh, why am I paying when nothing is... All they're worried about sailing, all, all they're worried about moving quickly is personal protection equipment. So why am I paying for Prime to wait a month for products now? Because all you're worried about is PPE. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, and that, and that never makes Sorry, sense. So let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, let's say that, let's say they had reached out to you and said, we want to try to make this right. Mm-hmm. They're going to make you an offer to, to in some way compensate you for this, and then you are going to be free to take it or leave it, correct? Right. Okay. Like, you either a reach out to some, you either reach out to people to try to make things to try to make things whole or to make things better, mm -hmm. or you don't say anything. Like, there's nothing good can come out of going after your own fan base. Right. Who does that? Right. I mean, maybe with the exception right. of like AT&T, right. which, which, whose business model appears to be just abuse everyone who uses your service. Other than that, I can't think of anybody. I mean, let's look at it too, because, and for better or worse, the best comparison to pro wrestling is still pro sports. Now, the Eagles have had some rough years. 
I know they won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but there's been some roughage of late. Have the Eagles come out and said, well, you damn idiots just have no idea what you're doing, and shame on you for being upset that we're not winning. Yeah. I mean, they might think We're that. actually a very good team. We're actually a very good team. You just don't... You just don't want to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a Bears press conference. Yeah. We actually won 12 games last year. You guys just don't want to see that. But it says you won five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I just can't envision at any level... Like, can you imagine, like, a smart, independent promoter, Stro? Can you imagine, like, if, if there were fans... Cre- I mean, yeah, there's going to be, like, fly-by-night dingbats that would do this, but can you imagine, like, a real independent promoter standing outside, like, berating fans who weren't happy with the show? Oh, wow. I mean, I did. I knew one. I knew one. The the guy that used to own ECWA. He made fun of the fans, and a bunch of them didn't come back. Uh (laughs) He actually. I wonder why. uh, He actually. It it was a great business model. You know, he would trash the fans. He would make fun of them. He threw a free show and then criticized the fans that came to the free show because they don't usually come when they have to pay to get in. It was a great idea. Uh, it's <laughs> just funny. Mm. Mm. All right. So Batista said Batista said that he uh, because a fan suggested with the Fast and the Furious, obviously. So John Cena's doing it, um, not in Taiwan because it's not a real country. Uh, so anyway, John Cena and The Rock are doing, uh, I guess, have both at different times done Fast and the Furious, and people were kind of speculating about maybe them meeting up in that universe, John Cena and The Rock, in the Fast movie. Pretty cool concept, right? So another Mm -hmm. fan took it a step further and said, maybe we could get Batista involved and you have the three stars. And Batista said, this is funny, (laughs) Batista said, (laughs) <laughs> nah, I'm good. So he doesn't want to do the movie with The Rock huh. and John Cena. I thought that was funny. Huh. God, he's just insufferable. I'll tell you what actually <laughs> would be kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to talk about his dumbass. Um, but this makes me think it's about pretty funny. And I would, I would I watch like a fast. I would watch a Fast and the Furious movie if they did this. Um. Have a Fast and the Furious movie where John Cena and The Rock meet up in universe, but there's some kind of like old timey car booster international criminal, um, and it's like a it's like a wrestler from the eighties, <laughs> and he has to like pass knowledge on to them. But now his name is Thunder. I want it to be someone. Because I wanted this to be someone who's believable and likable and, you know, can move. This 
He's gone. Sorry, I forgot. That was pointed out to me. I forgot. He's gone. Alex <laughs> not still around. Be perfect for that. I know. He was a funny dude. I, I used to like seeing him at shows. Um. <laughs> so since it's clear Derek's not going to call in, uh, Ray, did you have any more thoughts about this whole WWE sale thing that we were kind of talking about earlier? No, I mean I think we covered it pretty well at the beginning. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I suppose it's possible that okay, because I thought about this, I was thinking about this during the interview. Mm-hmm. I suppose it could make sense, like if okay, it doesn't make sense that Vince is going to sell it to another individual because any individuals that are going to have the money to buy that, like they have other things that are making actual money they don't need. They yeah. don't need WWE, and they don't have the time to put into it. And conglomeration-wise... Cool. It would be cool. Sorry. It would be cool if Jeff Bezos uh, built a spaceship and promoted WrestleMania on Mars. That would be fun. All right. So now that we've had now Sorry. that we've had that suggestion out of the way, I'm so glad we took that last mm-hmm. caller. Um, yeah. And then, like, it doesn't... Like, a conglomeration of just, like, dudes buying it doesn't make sense because, and this is going to sound ridiculous because they're a multi-billion dollar company, but there's just, it's just not a big enough pie. And, you know, I mean, I suppose, you know, you and Stro tossed out the idea, well, what about Disney? And, I mean, the thing is, is that that was Matt? But I yeah. Was okay. That was Matt. But like that doesn't. I'm not sure that it makes sense for somebody like Disney to acquire it. Yeah. Like that's because I mean it's a lot. That's a lot of spaces that Disney has never really been in. And I I'm just. I'm unsure what it adds to their portfolio versus the resources that it would take away from things. The only thing that makes sense, at least initially looking at it, you know, I I could chew on this for a week and get more information and then come back and have a totally different thought. It's possible that, I suppose that Vince has decided, okay, it's time, I want out. And he's going to, quote-unquote, air quotes here, sell it to Hunter and Stephanie and Shane. But because he wants to maximize his own cash out, he's essentially trying to cut fat and drive the valuation of the company up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose that could make sense, but like, do I? I don't think that like some new family or some conglomeration of people or some corporation is going to buy it because it just. I don't see. I don't see who has the combination of disposable income and upside to own it. <laughs> the Saudi prince. I told you. 
God, <laughs> I just can you imagine? Is, I I understand that that's a possibility, but I that happens. but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I understand yeah, that's a possibility, but I don't yeah. want it to be. What about like Kim Jong Un? You know, I mean, they could they could fill that stadium every night of the week. Yes, when you're when you when you're ordering your enslaved population to do something at right. gunpoint, that's what WWE do needs. WWE needs that right now. You don't think Vince could if Vince could take his fans hostage in an arena to do a show? You don't think he would? I think he would. I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm thinking about like. Like peak attitude era of Vince McMahon, just taking people hostage, throwing his head back right. and laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such I a just ridiculous saw that, uh, scenario. The, I guess it was the anniversary of Vince being revealed as the higher power. I just saw that video like last week. It was a uh, <laughs> really brings back the memories. Stro, what do you think? Is there a chance that Vince McMahon could sell this thing? Well, there's this thing. I put nothing past Vince. Uh, once Vince has yeah. his mind or something, I mean, he's he's all in basically. So that could be possible. I don't see him selling it. This is his baby, and I think he wants his kids to have it, and I think he wants his grandkids to have it. And I I think at this point, you know, when you've earned so much money. That money is no longer a concern. Okay, Vince is a businessman, but he's in the entertainment business, and I don't think he's necessarily in the money-making business as much as he is in about as he is about being a hundred percent WWE and promoting WWE with everything that he's got. And for that reason, I don't think he's ever going to sell. I would be shocked if he did. Unless, and here's the big caveat, unless he found a majority investor that was willing to fund this entire thing and allow his daughter and Hunter and whoever else he wanted, including himself, to continue to run it as long as they wanted. I think that would be the only way he would agree to it. Just my thought. But it's interesting, oh, yeah, and certainly certainly something we can talk about in the coming weeks, because I think it's going to heat up. Every time WWE does something to save money, uh, they're going to, the, the, the talks are going to start again. So, um, Ray, did you have anything else for this week? No, I do not. Everyone have a safe Me and pleasant 4th of July. Uh, what, are we, what are we grilling this weekend? Um, you know, I haven't really given it much thought. I I am going to go to uh, the supermarket because I haven't shopped in like three weeks. It's horrible. I just keep eating leftovers and and, and other things. Um, I I'm thinking maybe some barbecued chicken. Sounds really good. Ooh. Yeah. God, that sounds good. That'd be really good. That sounds really good, especially if you do the bone-in breast. Oh, oh yeah, God. so good. Stro, you gonna uh, gonna throw a little shrimp on the Barbie? Oh yeah, if I the grow up, sure. Really excited. <laughs> Love it. How about you, Ray? What what do you got? Uh, what's tasting? I'm gonna 
I'm going to smoke some ribs. Ooh. Ooh, I got the ribs there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them out about seven or eight in the morning, and just okay. let them go. Yeah, smoke okay. them out. One way in, one way out. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> what do you got going on this week, man? Well, Thursday night, W7 Retro, 19 Mission Center Town, and on the Instagram The topic discussion will be the NWO. So bring your NWO stories and memories and call in Thursday night. And Friday night, Masara Sci-Fi Show, The Stroke Zone, at midnight Eastern Center Time at Facebook.com slash Stroke Nitro. Friday night's feature will be Hands of a Stranger. All right, and from my end, uh, thank you to Adina Steele for giving us the time tonight. She's going to be part of the Women's Super 8 Tournament. That's July 31st. In Paulsboro, New Jersey, tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. And don't forget, it also streams live on IWTV as well. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Thank you for the best in cast and crew I could ever ask for, including Kathy Stroh, Derek, Ray, Matt. Uh, all you guys are just top-notch, incredible. I love this team. And, uh, yeah, we, we have fun every doesn't matter if you do, because we do. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for giving us the chance to come in and put a little razzle-dazzle in your lives. So thank you for that. Uh, and, uh, of course, don't forget to check out all the other great programs available on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network and all of our podcast platforms, as well as on VOCNation.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube. Just search VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Don't forget to check out the Patreon. There's a little uh, premium link there on VOCNation.com where you can find that. And all the other great shows on there each and every day of the week, we've got something going on for you. So be sure to check all that out as well. Don't forget to go to Pro Wrestling Keys for all your t-shirt needs. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash VOCNation. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a great 4th of July. Be really safe. Don't set off any firecrackers off your head. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Take care. I love you all. Bye-bye. Goodbye.